welcome to the Navigating Magic podcast, where we explore the interplay between intuition, ethereal consciousness, and everything in between. I teach beings how to generate change through their attention to energies, truths, and processes that are invisible to others. for being here for the next episode of the Navigating Magic podcast. Today, I have a very special guest with us, Tiziano Segueso, who is a Family Constellations facilitator. Welcome, Titsi. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Natasha, for having me. It's a pleasure to have a nice chat with you. Of course. Um, I met you earlier in the year um, through, it was actually through Madison, uh, sorry, Medicine Mammy and Ryan, is it Ryan? Yeah, Ryan and Sarah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a, a great, um, I guess, surprise for me to see um, Family Constellations uh, through like a TCM um, course that I w- was um, a part of. And the concept of family constellations was completely new to me. But the moment you spoke, I was absolutely um, mesmerized by the concept of what you teach and your facilitations. So I would, like, I've been dying to know, how did you get into this? Because I know that you didn't exactly have a straight start to life. (laughs) Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, uh, look, I've been, as as you know, because now we know each other since uh, a while, but always, you know, I'm always open to speak to anybody, to everybody about my past. I had a pretty rough upbringing, extremely rough. Uh, and uh, I started to fight as a professional kickboxer to actually save myself out of, uh, you know, criminality and jail and stuff like this. And uh, eventually my life, uh, Natasha, has always been up and down. So up and down, like big, big stuff, you know, fighting, getting professional, doing big stuff, depression again, criminality, this and that. Uh, Find the right job, becoming a um, personal trainer of famous people in Sydney. But then again, open a company and going in debt of 120,000 euros. So I had a lot of upside down. And um, in 2015, 2016, uh, just one of my friends randomly says, you know, Tizi, you had a pretty extraordinary life. That tells me that, uh, you know, I've, I've discovered this modality. It's called Family Constellation. Its developer is Bert Ellinger, German psychotherapist. You might carry stuff from your system of belonging. And as soon as he told me that, uh, something clicked in me, you know, Natasha, like, oh, that makes sense. You know, like I, I had literally every experience in my upbringing. I went to jail. I being stabbed, fight, uh, everything that, uh, you know, like really extreme stuff. So I went to this first family constellation and uh, that changed my life forever. And as soon as I got in, um, you know, I I was mesmerized as well by the, the concept, by the modality, by the experience itself. And I decided to dive into that. So I completely uh, fall in love at the first sight. And after a couple of years, uh, I was still doing personal training. Luckily, I was making good money in that. So I could also pay my study and pay my other stuff by the side. 
I study family constellation, many facilitator, many books, uh, everything that I could dive into it. And by the end of 2018, I started to give myself it out. So I started to do private one-on-one group. Uh, and eventually, like when I my business really boomed, uh, it was 2020. Mm. 2020 during COVID, um, I feel I really took it over, you know, like next level. And eventually now I do all over Australia worldwide. And that's my passion, my life purpose. Amazing. It's amazing how you were already setting the, the groundwork prior to COVID and you were at a very fortunate, you had established yourself enough to then really boom with everyone being at home. And then I guess healing becoming a topic on everyone's tongue at that's the start right. of the pandemic. That's right. That's right. I feel, you know, well, I know I feel, I have observed over the years, Natasha, that uh, human they don't have much free will but in a good way there is uh, something that works behind us or beyond us that uh, is what we call the great spirit or destiny or whatever you like so let's say the life brought me into this path you know and then eventually kicked in when really was uh, for me the need to be of service yeah and i guess um for many people it's be it becomes very obvious in our own lives when we're fighting this resistance yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> it shows up through other people's scenarios, circumstances. Yes, yes, big time. You know, I went pretty much through an extreme change, Natasha, and that's what people like, they generally don't embrace. They remain attached to the past, what I was, because I was actually good. I was making good money. I was a personal trainer of people that they famous, rich, they brought me on TV. So everything was going well. But something within me was leading me to the new. So if I would have been attached to the whole, you know, I have a safe life and that's okay. Uh, perhaps I wouldn't have been complete. I was just making money. I was okay, but not completing my purpose in my fulfillment. Yeah. And then, you know, I pretty much took what uh, you always consider the main uh, word in uh, every kind of change, courage. And yeah, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> Amazing. It's so inspiring to see people like you um, following their path and fulfilling their purpose because there's such a dire need in our world today to, yeah. to walk that path. I totally agree with you. You know, life moves forward. Everything goes forward. The great spirit, love, God, call it as you like, moves forward. It's us that we don't trust it and we remain attached to the to the density, to the matter, to what we can see and touch. And, but you know, when, when you allow this great spirit to work through you and you follow it, then life really uh, shine. Of course. So you were a, a personal trainer to the stars, if I can call yeah. you that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's, then, it's, it's amazing to, I guess, like you said, to let go of that safety because so many of us, really hold on to safety because we think it's what we need and we think it's the safety that's going to help propel us yeah it, it is an emotion based on fear you know what i mean like i remain attached to what i know because i don't know i don't know what i don't know so i don't know what comes forward you know and and become become a personal trainer of rich and famous was actually my dream as a teenager mm -hmm. when i was fighting i was like one day i'm gonna be a, a personal trainer of rich and famous gonna get paid a, even i actually put out less than what i i used to make then 
And uh, yeah, so I, that was my dream. I fulfilled my dream. And then the next dream, I put it out. As soon as I met, as soon as I encountered Constellation, Natasha, I said, I'm going to make a worldwide impact with that. My surname is going to go all around the world. And that's where it's going because that's what the first call that I had. That intention is so powerful and your words vibrate so much essence and so much truth. And you're speaking from so much experience because I've been to a couple of your sessions now and I, each time I, I walk away and I am just, I'm still processing, believe it or not. Uh, was it two, three weekends ago? I'm like just blown away and moments and memories come to me. And it's because like you said, this great spirit is now pushing us forward that once, once you get a taste, you can't go back to the old. <laughs> That's right. You know, that's right. My good friend Ryan always said, uh, ignorance is bliss uh, in the way that when you are in a state that you don't know, you are okay with what you don't know. But once you know, you cannot go back to what you don't know. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> there he is. So true. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess for you, 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 you didn't know about family constellations and then you went for a, for a session for yourself. For and myself, yeah. And then that in itself would have been so powerful in transforming the world and life that you knew. It was it was life changing, Natasha. For me, it was about money. I had a big uh, issue with money, and I was in debt with my old company. And I just opened out a word, you know, like I opened out another understanding. This person that uh, I went to, then she became actually one of. She came to my event now. Um, she came to few of my event um, with friends. Um, you know, she didn't express the way that I do because, you know, I put a lot of theory and understanding around because I like everybody to understand what we're doing. I don't want only, you know, spiritual people to be in, but I also want Bill from the office that doesn't know nothing about spirituality. So I started to understand why that happened. I started to study why that happened, what had happened in that chamber, in that room, you know, that day I release what we call a loyalty to my uh, dead uncle who died when he was 15. And the phrase that I was saying inside myself, I sabotage my life because you died out of a car accident. I released so much tears, so much anger, so much everything that day. And I walk out that room like I am a new person. I'm a new person. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's amazing how you were living this unconsciously but yeah of course the family constellations it brings the unconscious to the conscious and once you know that's it now you're an unstoppable force yeah look i look family constellation in this way if you want to put it simple and everybody to understand look at yourself like a, a computer program like windows apple whatever you like you know you see the images the colors and um, and uh, the, you can click, you can process, you can do, but on the back end, there is a code. And that code is what we call morphogenetic field. It's a field of memory that's surrounding the earth, but not surrounding, is the earth is part of it. So we're living in a collection of memory. And this is what uh, Rupert Sheldrake acknowledges. us. So it doesn't matter if uh, a group of monkey from Australia, they discover something because the same group of monkeys in Norway, even if they don't have contact with one another, they will discover the same things, perhaps at the same time or slightly delayed. Why? Because there is intelligence that connects us all. So the memory of my 
uh, the memory of my uncle is within the field, this energetic field. So if someone represents my uncle, perceive thoughts, experience of on and on emotions of what my uncle perceived at the time of his death. So I'm able to see what is actually running through my body, in my bones, in my cell, in my tissue, like everything that I, I'm unconscious of. It's a program that I run through. It's my code of existence. Yeah. So through constellation, what we are able to do through phrases and movement, we are able to change that code of existence to live a more harmonious life. Mm. And it's you cannot help once you experience a family constellation to resonate with the truth and resonate with where the, like the path that you're supposed to be on and you can see the stark difference between where you are at and where you need to be that's right that's right yeah you, you, perhaps you are in a path of what we call a child love you know like i sabotage myself because you died but if i twist that path as you say instead of going to what i know what i've always done to something new out of your sacrifice and suffering i shall make something good this yeah. is a new program in your mind it's a new program in your system it's a new program in your body and that vibrates a completely different frequency of course and it's interesting because like i'll use an example when a phone updates we sometimes get a little bit agitated because Things have moved around, things have changed, it's a new color, it's a new interface. And then at the time we get annoyed, but then over time, you know, a few days later, we then get used to it and then we forget about the old. That's it. That's a beautiful example. That's absolutely right. You know, at, the, at first you don't know how to behave because something is new, but eventually you get used to it and you create a new pathway in your brain, a new behavior, a new way of experiencing life. Yes. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'd love to talk to you about the roles that the mother and the father play in our lives because there is a distinct difference. Right. And I think the most, well, for me personally, the most powerful thing has come through um, like uh, Titsi, I don't know if you know this, but un. In, indirectly, I have done a lot of healing through my work with you, with my own father. And it's been like 33 years, 34 years of me um, not allowing him into my energetic space because that's just what I've been familiar with. But you've been able to transform that. And believe it or not, the moment that I have been able to heal this um, relationship with my father... I have had so many doors open to me that they were always there, but they were blocked, shut, closed, and the key was thrown away. <laughs> that, that's absolutely right. Well, first of all, it's not me that I've allowed you, but it's your courage. It's always, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a middleman, you know, between the higher intelligence and then you that you receive this healing. And I'm not surprised also you speak about the father because I'm extremely close to my father, as you know. So, um, yeah, so mother and father, they have distinctive role. When I say mother and father, I say archetypes, you know, like my mother represents money, success, relationships, uh, for example, emotional uh, imbalance, such as binge eating. Look at my mother. Okay. I miss my mother. I eat uh, uh, density because I miss, I miss the energetic love for my mother. 
protection is my mother, particularly in the first uh, um, in the first ages, one, two, three, four years old. Um, water retention is my mother. Well, we go in details now. And at the same time, my father, it's authority, it's direction, it's purpose. You see people that they distant from authority, they distant from their father, they have problem with authority fines, government, complaining, uh, conspiracy theory, everything that goes against what is the norm. And then we go also in detail of that. Direction and purpose is your father. Your father sets you the direction, okay? Give you your value. In which way? For men, the value that is taken from the father is the value within, okay? It's no longer the value of their mother looking at them with their eyes and that's what the psych psychological narcissism. This is the man that takes the value from the eyes of his mother. A man that integrates his father takes the value from within, okay? So this is another important dynamic. For a woman, it's a little different. From a woman, it is um, her, um, her father that looks at her and gives her the value how she wants to be looked into the world. So the eyes of your father will tell you which are the eyes that your boyfriend is going to look at you. So if your father is an avoidant, which kind of boyfriend are you going to find? An avoidant person that looks at you sometimes and sometimes not because that's the love of your father going back then to our beautiful mother our beautiful mother uh, take uh, uh, natasha i think the most difficult role okay that's why i always say as you are aware the life of a woman is more difficult than the life of a man particularly because the woman has the capability to give life to carry life forward and this has consequences for the woman when we are born when we go out of the womb and when we go, we reach our mother. That is our first success. Birth is the first success of your life. As you are aware through some of my events, you, you've seen probably you've been also present. If someone had a troubled um, birth, they manifest that into their life experience. Perhaps they had cesarean, perhaps they had... Uh, they went under the incubator, they went under the lamp. They've been detached from their mother at birth. That is how they pursue success in their life. Why? Because the first success is their energetic imprinting. So if to go to my mother, I had to go through the cesarean, to go towards success, I have to make such an effort. And also, I need help of many other people to do so. Because that's how I went towards my first success. The same concept goes towards money. Why our mother represents money? Because money are a representation of nurturing of abundance who is the first person person who nurture us our mother our mother is the first person who give us food and nurture us so when someone say to me this i don't really care about money what they really tell me unconsciously if my mother is there it's okay if she's not it doesn't matter Okay, so this is literally the same relationship in the archetype of their mother, the archetype of money. And sometimes the fact that they refuse their mother unconsciously, they even refuse money. They don't want them. Or if they come to them, they push them away. If the door, someone opened the door to them, they, no, I don't go there. Because perhaps they have, they have pride towards their mother and the same towards money. I don't need money. I'm proud towards my mother. I'm proud towards money. Mm. Uh, I give another concept about the mother that I feel it's relevant to women particularly. For uh, women, their mother is their value. So when a woman is distant from her mother, generally speaking, she has uh, 
value issue in being a woman. And most of the time in the body, where do they experience that is where their femininity sits. So in their glutes and in their legs. So for example, a woman who retain a lot of water in their glutes and in their legs, stretch marks, it is a woman that is not close to their mother. Why is that? Because their mother is their nurturing. If their mother doesn't nurture them, their body intelligently retain food and water. Our mother is not there to nurture us, so we must retain that. Stretch marks, which is always a, a quite an interesting experience in my event when we speak. This is generally a mother who say to her daughter, you're not very pretty, you're not very, you're not very fit, you don't dress very well. So their skin stretch, okay, is almost like... A, it's almost like a disapproval towards my value. And skin is an organ of relationship. So the relationship with their mother is in disagreement. Okay, my femininity is not great because my mother doesn't value me. This is blowing my mind because obviously our cells have this intelligence. And it's it would be so many, um, I guess, like observing the world, the way our world is today, there's so much more disharmony with families and the structures are now completely changed to how they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. Those are effect of, you know, a family disorder is affecting a systemic disorder. So what you see in the world is a projection of what is within or what is within, sorry, my, my accent. So when there is order into the family, when there is order into the system, when primarily in the family, because it's the family, the first order, the order reflect outside. But if there is disharmony into the family, then there is disharmony outside and people experience specifically the disharmony which they are going through inside. Mm -hmm. There are uh, uh, countries that they are extremely authoritarian and the majority of women there, they're in conflict with their father. So I always experience women that they conflictual with their father, they conflictual in the country that they experience. For example, uh, such a horrible things to say these days, but patriarchy. Yeah. A lot of charge against patriarchy is an interrupted movement with the father. So if you want to change the external, we must look at the internal and primarily to the family. Mm. And I guess society has this idea and model flipped because we're taught as to be consumers and to, to change the external. But when the more you get into this, it's all the internal that's where the profound shifts happen. That's right. I used to, that's right. I used to see a video. I think it was from David Icke or someone that I would, I mean, anyway, explain the nature of reality. I think it was on Gaia actually. You know, matter is 0 0.00001 or 6 or 7, 0.1%. So if we pretend to change reality from something that is 0.001% of it, we make very little change. That's why I always say during my event, you cannot change your reality in what you call a psychological approach, a lot of talking, because you can change the servant, your mind, but you are experiencing your energetic imprinting. So you change your reality by changing your behavior, but really, really, really for a minimum amount of it. If you want to make a substantial change, you need to change your imprinting, your code, your code of existence. Of existence. So from there, you change your behavior. As you know, my background is in through the five biological law of Dr. Amer. The five biological law acknowledges that 
the relationship between uh, um, between this, the illness and where it goes to the root is the psyche. So the psyche, conflict into the psyche, which is a separation generally, goes, uh, not generally, all the time, goes into the brain and the brain connects to the organ. So we cannot change directly into the organ if we don't look at the psyche. So before we look at the psyche at the root, what's going on in the life of this individual? He has broken up with his girlfriend of seven years. His mother died. Is uh, experiencing a conflict at work. Someone is taking a younger one is taking his role. So then, obviously, from there we can change what the body experiences. Psyche first, then obviously connect the brain, and then the brain connect to the organ. And this is how we unfold symptoms. Pause. And and how do you feel about like our I guess society being so reliant on um, like symptom treating instead of the root cause I know this is an, an energetic modality and you're working with the morphogenetic field but it for me personally it it frustrates me because so many people are just so okay so you have ongoing headaches or um you know you might have PCOS and ongoing um, menstrual issues and it's so common for people to just medicate and mask. That's right. Um, I work in energetic field, um, in energetic environment, let's say, Natasha, but I'm also not against, uh, let's say, allopathic medicine. But let me explain you why. In the last event that I've done just two weeks ago in Kurumbing, they had, we had a bunch of doctors into the room. And they were almost them against the medical system rather than actually me supporting them. But let me let me explain why. Everybody of us, Natasha, we experience different level of density. I might vibrate at 105, but my neighbor might vibrate at 850. What is telling me? That I'm lighter in the scale and he's heavier. So he's experiencing the symptom and the healing from a, a more dense point of view. So I understand in my look at allopathic medicine. In my look at allopathic medicine, which they give, him, give to them peace of mind to look after their symptom, but also why? Because each and everybody of us, we are part of what we call a family conscience, a group conscience. So each family might have been medicalized for 10 generations. So who am I to go to my neighbor and tell him, hey, you have a symptom, come to me that I'm going to heal you energetically, okay? I heal you like in brackets. This guy is going to look at me and say, what are you talking about? Why is that? Because for him to come to me and believe in what I'm doing, he needs to go through a huge amount of guilt. He needs to betray his family conscious, his family of origin. So this guy might look at this experience in this way. I still go to the doctor and experience allopathic medicine. However, I am interested in what Titsi does. So I go also to Titsi to understand what he does, what, he can, what I can take from it. This is more, Natasha, uh, an experience that includes everybody. I feel to share with you this little experience with, I'm sure your listener will, will like it, and also you. So I went to, with this uh, uh, group in Kurumbin. We had a full room, beautiful experience. You know, now my, my events are always fully booked. Uh, there's always a lot of people. So I had these people that they were ex-medical doctor and they were so much against the medical system out of what happened to, to during COVID, before and after, you know, and on and on. And they wanted to step into an holistic approach, but they couldn't. They came to me because I said, 
hey, I cannot find my path. You know what I said to them? Of course you cannot find your path because you cannot detach from your old experience. Because from the moment that you judge it and you refuse what you have been, what you have done for humanity at that level of awareness, you cannot detach from it. You are attached to it, just as with your parents. If you refuse your mother, you become just like your mother and you are strictly attached to her. But if you accept your mother and what she has given you, even if that was just life, then you can step forward and do something new. You know, we had a beautiful constellation with these doctors, these people. And you know what I've done at the end? I make them sit in this little stage, this little theater. And I say to everybody in the room, a clap, a round of applause for this person who studied as a medical doctor and has served us for many years treating our symptom. And now she's open to do something new. Everybody cried out of it. They clapped to her, beautiful clap, and she had a beautiful farewell. Now she can step into the new but not by displeasing the old. doesn't work. <laughs> that, this is fascinating. And, and I guess I can relate to that as a parallel because I was a, a teacher for so many years in the school system. And then I left that to become a homeschool teacher. And, and at the time, I was so against the system that... I don't think I could have succeeded as a homeschool teacher because of my dissonance with the old programming. I totally, you know, I totally resonate with that. It's not a case that the the system represents our father, authority, government, medical system, um, lawyers, police, everything that is authoritarian represents our father. You tell to me, because in my teenagers, you know, you know my, my past, I've been in jail, I've been stabbed, I had horrible experience. Why? Because when in the sphere of influence of my mother, I was deeply against my father, because my mother has a profound uh, interrupted moment with her father. So I was carrying her experience. But instead, when I moved to my father, who actually his father died very young, but he's deeply attached to him. He has a strong purpose in his life. And I got in resonance with it and i'm cool with everything even with the things that i don't agree with but i disagree with my heart in peace and that's completely a different experience mm-hmm. one thing is disagree with argumentatively which is my heart is not in peace and what i call as you know the rebel without a cause and another thing is i disagree with my heart in peace so if you want to do that feel free for it no problem for me but i don't agree with it it's fascinating because i'm sure we've all got examples of people in our lives who disagree with topics and i i've i'm one of those people (laughs) (laughs) on certain topics and it triggers it's like i just find now it's so easily um to trigger others that you learn the hard way sometimes it's better not to say anything just to keep that internal Peace, if that's the word to use, um, even though I will, I'm one of those people, when I believe in something, I have to get get it out there. I have to let people know. And it's, it's an emotional response to life. And I think it's fine, Natasha. Like one of the order of uh, one, let's say, of the how to teach, how the order, like I would say in therapy, you cannot take someone and embrace therapy with them if they don't agree to it. 
So they need, there's need an agreement, you know, like you want therapy, you come to me. So I give you my knowledge, but I cannot impose my knowledge to somebody else because it does not work. This is one of the order of help of Bert Ellinger, the request. The first order of help of Bert Ellinger is the request. This needs a request. So I cannot impose my belief on someone else if they don't actually want it. So I can only say, I can always say my, you know, what I think like, you know, Natasha, I think that treating symptom from, from, from just the, you know, like just the symptom itself without going to the root, I don't think it makes a big change in your life. But I can also agree to the fact that if I have an allergy and I want to stay better that day, perhaps I'm going to take a Zyrtec. So my symptom is going better. And then I look what allergy is, which systemically is always uh, mother related. But this is just an example, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I want to bring your attention to, and I know I've spoken, um, to you about this in the past, but I think this would be very fascinating, um, for the listeners. So Nick and I were supposed to get married in 2021. Um, but thanks to the amazing, um, experience we had with the pandemic, we had to push the wedding, um, forward to 2022 and, when we were looking at dates, I literally, um, I think Nick left it up to me. I intuitively um, tuned in and I chose the 1st of May. And when we announced it, you know, checked with all the vendors, all was well. And when we announced it to the family, my mum reminded me that my grandmother had died 31 years prior to that day. Like she died on the 1st of May. So my mum's mum. And she she didn't ask me to change the date, but I, I don't think my mom resonated with that date, you know. But for me, I re really saw it as an opportunity, like it's death and rebirth. It's an opportunity to, to honour my grandmother, if anything. And so we had our wedding and it was the most magical day of our lives. And then six months later, um, Nick's papu passed away on Christmas Eve last year. And at the funeral... I noticed something that just shocked me and Nick's papu was buried with the grandmother who had died eight years earlier, or I think it was 10 years earlier. And the date of the grandmother's death of his yaya was on the 14th of October. And that is when Nick and I met. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Of course, of course. This is a beautiful story, Natasha. Thank you for bringing it to awareness. Also, because for the listeners, it's important because I'm going to share something about it, uh, if you allow me, if that's okay. Of course, yeah. of course. I acknowledge, Natasha, that uh, our first relationship looked towards our parents. So I look towards my mother. I look for a representative of my mother and you look for a representative of your father. But the successful relationship in life look towards our grandparents. So you look for a representative of your grandfather and Nick look for a representative of his grandmother. And you embrace a lot, of course, of the experience of your grandmother. So there's some sort of loyalty within you. That is how you pursue, you know, the 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 project of life with Nick. And, you know, we find the, what we call an adult love. So... To, to make it quicker, like to make it understandable, we experience only two relationships in life. One with our parent of opposite sex and one with our grandparent of opposite sex. 
and generally men, I look for a representative of the mother of my father. So a woman would look at a representative of a father of her mother. And so there's a beautiful synchronicity that you just uh, shared about you, uh, Nick, and, uh, and your grandparents. And I'm not surprised. You know, I always speak about that. Parents first, teenage love, uh, you know, those teenage love that then they don't endure because it's me and you against the world. The fact the world, you know, instead is when we embrace me and you with the world, that is, uh, uh, that is the adult experience. That's when we uh, embrace um, an adult love. Sorry, I changed position because it's burning my legs. <laughs> uh, yeah, so much uh, resonance. And I guess from your perspective, there would be so many, like you would have friendships and you would observe, like I know we spoke last time at your event about movies and the the correlation, yeah. how it's, it's evident, it's so obvious in the, the storyline of, of life and people, people's experiences. And I guess um, a part of you must be so analytical. You just can't help but make these observations and connections. Uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I'm addicted to my job. But second of all, the mental approach is the father. So the masculine approach is the father. The, the, the mind is the spirit. The, sorry, the mind is the father. The spirit is the father. You see those women that they are extremely spiritual. They are extremely devoted to their father. Men that they are extremely spiritual, they are devoted to their father as well. The feminine approach is more through the body, through the emotion, the energy emotion. So the woman is more devoted to the body. And again, uh, I always, you know, this story, I always mention the story of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ left his mother, left the body to go towards his father when he died and then he reincarnated into his mother into the body and then he disappeared and that's the path of the soul like starting from the mother go to the father okay and then reincarnate into the mother and you go into the body and then you experience the body the body the body eventually natasha is the most spiritual experience of all why because it's the spirit experiencing itself through the matter so it's the most spiritual experience of them all yes completely um blows my mind i guess the more the more i learn about family constellations the more i'm just connecting these these dots and making these connections that i don't think could have been possible without having um i guess perceiving the world through this particular lens because there are so many i guess you know i'm going to use the word healing modalities out there and yes they may get you a little bit um more propelled forward or a little bit more closure on certain situations but for me personally and through um you know through learning from you through uh, you know i bought bert hellinger's book highly recommended um that's a, that's a, that's the bible it's a science it of life that book is the science of life i always call it family constellation the science of life love's hidden symmetry what makes love work in relationships by bert hellinger and there's, I guess, you, I, I don't think you can compare family constellations to any other modality because of the powerful shift results and transformation that you experience. I've never seen uh, a more effective modality than family constellation. Neither, you know, when people speak about plant medicines and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. They, they give you awareness and stuff. They allow you to experience the spirit. So they allow you to experience yourself to a spiritual level. However, they don't make directly a substantial change into the body. 
they could if they change a bit your perception, if they change a bit your reality in what you're going through. However, family constellation, it's just another level of healing. I feel it's, yeah, I've never experienced, I, I, I've seen allergies get away in seven minutes. I'm not kidding with you. And you know that, like I've seen allergy literally flip away in seven minutes. It's an interrupt with, an, with a reconnection with the mother, allergies gone away. I've seen everything in the constellation. I think I've really have seen the most crazy experience. Well, you've been part of the last one. You remember the last one was crazy yeah. about, you know, the hanging and the, the, the suicide. That, that was a very big experience. Yeah. It's just, you know, like I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm just, I feel I really am an observer in that. I'm observing. I don't put my own belief, judgment, and whatever. I observe what is happening into the field and then I bring it in, into theory. That's yeah. what I do. That's what that's I feel what's my call. And it's one of the things that I really respect about you because that you're you're not operating from an egoic perspective. You really put the ego aside and you are tapping into this your your intuition is guiding you, but it's more than just your intuition. And one of the I, I observe it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're coming from a place of service. And I think after um, the, the first event I attended with you live, I had asked you, do you teach this? Because I, I want to learn more. I want to learn from you. And then you respectfully said, no, because this is not something that you can um, learn through, you know, a, a modality. It's, you have to have that special um, I can't remember what word you used, but it's not something you learn. It's something you become. It's a life call, Natasha. And I am in alignment with Bert Ellinger with you. There are no constellation and there are no constellator. There are people of service that they have certain, I, would, I could call it gift, that they allow you to experience this in a certain way. But, you know, the gift that Tiziano has, it's a gift that Natasha doesn't, but Natasha has a gift that Tiziano doesn't have. So each and everybody of us, we have a purpose in life. The more we uh, tend to this purpose, to this gift that we that we have i look i want to cut it with we say one things you want to make money easy notice which is your gift and place it in service to others acknowledge what is your gift and serve others with it i always say this to all of my men because so many people come with money issue and i say cool you want to make money no problem don't look at don't look at how much money you want to make look how many people you want to serve because the more people you serve and it's not going to be you chasing money they're going to be money chasing you this is where i am at, the, at, at this moment with humble experience but i say i don't chase money i have people chasing me to heal them to help them and the more i help them and the more money chasing me the money is an effect of it it's not the cause i'm not going for money i mean you know that everybody knows because i'm you know, I would do constellation every day, all day, because I am really fascinated about it. But money are an effect of this, are an effect of how I feel about that, how much in service I want to be, how much of a change I want to make. I don't want to change my neighborhood. I don't want to change my city. I want to change the world with it. I want to make a worldwide impact. I want the surname of my ancestor to stay over the world on this planet for a thousand generations. And that's what I said when I started this. What a powerful force. <laughs> Gosh, I can, uh, you'd, you'd be crazy not to want to be a part of this. <laughs> I, 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 I just, you know, I, I just, I just feel that. I really feel that. Yeah. 
Now, I know you've been working behind the scenes on a, a special project to really fulfill your purpose. Um, yes. Tell us what's happening and how, how can people be a part of this? So finally, I'm able to release in a few weeks uh, my system online systemic library. So it's going to be a two hours live every month with me on different systemic topic, plus uh, all the previous workshop recorded and watchable anytime you like, uh, forever, of course. Um, and also there's going to be a wall of uh, interaction. So people can interact, ask uh, questions. They can interact with one another. They can interact with me, ask questions. We can embrace, you know, there's ob obviously, it's like a library of knowledge in systemic therapy. And uh, I also decided to put it on a membership with really um, um, easy price, $89 a month. So everyone can access because I have clients all over the world. And I think I want to create this community of systemic, uh, uh, you know, systemic knowledge, systemic theory. You call it a constellator, you call it whatever you like. But people, they are interested in embracing life and through the science of life, through systemic therapy. And yeah, finally, uh, after it, 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 it has been a big jump because it costs me a lot of money to create this new website and stuff. But again, I believed in that. So believing in that and uh, it's going to be available uh, in a couple of weeks, uh, and, uh And I'm fascinated and excited about it. Good, good. That's amazing. I'll pop the description, uh, sorry, the link in the description below. Um, I know you have a few more events before the end of the year. One more in Bondi. Yeah, in Bondi is the 17th. Um, and I call it honoring belonging and knowledge belonging. So if we acknowledge where we belong, we can detach from it and do something better or do something different. But if we don't, we remain attached to the hood. And then I have a constellator, constellative in, uh, constellation intensive in the city, which is like a worldwide uh, uh, group of constellators that they come. Uh, we're going to you know, share knowledge, each and everybody of us. I, I have quite a good spot. I have two-hour spot because they're quite limited, but they gave me a good one. So it's going to be in CBD and it's going to be the 29th, 1st and 2nd of December, like those dates anyway. And uh, and yeah, just yeah. excited about life. <laughs> you're, you're a busy man, but living your purpose um, in alignment with your your passion and you're serving your, not just your community, but you really have your, an international... Um, yeah. Oh, work. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, you know, to go through my booking now, it's at least... Uh, uh, 25 a month time to, uh, as a wait, but I'm working worldwide. Wow. And I'm happy because that's what I wanted to. You know, I don't want to serve only my neighborhood, which I do, of course, but I want to make a worldwide impact. And uh, and I'm sure there are many others that they are doing what I'm doing in a different ways. And so together we can really make a shift. We can really be of service. Of course. Well, I, for one, have been so grateful to be um, a, a part of, this family constellation, um, the experiences I've had with you both online and in person. And I'm so grateful for your time, Tiziano. You've been um, a wealth of knowledge and you come from so much experience and it's through your passion that I guess um, we're just gripped. Um, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you and tell you um, every time you post a story on Instagram, I'm screenshotting it and analyzing it and, and making observations and making connections. And then I go to my hairdresser and then we talk about it and we've, we've identified connections with people in our lives. And it's just, it's a, it's a, a never ending unfolding. It's the, the rabbit holes I've been down. <laughs> 
good. I, I'm glad. I'm glad to serve you. I'm glad to serve as many people as possible. And thank you, Natasha, for first of all to for your trust on me to come my events and to work with me. To you and Nick, because you know we don't see many men, so I'm honored to have Nick as well. And uh, also thank you for allowing me to share my knowledge and fulfill my life purpose this morning talking to you. Thank you. So grateful, Tiziano. Highly recommend a session with Tiziano, um, either one-on-one -on -one or in a group therapy setting. And I'm sure we'll be hearing much more from you and we wish you all the best with your endeavors. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wherever you're listening from, if you can give us a review and a five-star rating, that would be so helpful in supporting this podcast. If this episode lights you up and inspires you, then please make sure that you share this podcast and make sure that you tag me on Instagram. I am beyond grateful and so blessed to call this work. It just means so much. Together, we will learn and grow. Staying anchored in your heart means staying anchored to your humanity. All my love, Natasha.